right, so the Bradley Braves started this week 6-0 with an undefeated season. Going into Valley play for our, our hint of some Valley play, they saw against Murray State and Indiana State. We finished the week with a spread of 6-2 and two record. If you can do math, that means we went 0-2 for the week. Um, you know, I wanted to come on to this podcast today in this episode, um, you know, kind of moaning, B-wording it about our inability to guard a soul, our, our lack of efficiency on offense, our inability to consistently make free throws, make a high percentage of threes, star power performances from star players like Mel Leones or Duke Dean possibly, or getting our freshmen involved. Why did a Marion Ellis play so many key minutes in that Murray State game? But I decided, you know what, I'm not going to do that in this episode. And I'm going to save the whining and crying for my friends after the Indiana State game that we went to. But that's besides the point. So I decided that I would like to start this episode, not those negatives that I said, but realizing that conference play is different. Okay, it's different, and everyone is out to get us. Okay, why is everyone out to get us? Well, we won the Missouri Valley Conference last year, right? So, I guess what we should be starting by is how can we respond? How are we going to respond to these two losses? And with that, welcome, welcome to the Get Up Podcast. We're back here with Peter and my co host. Okay. Jake, Luke, say hello. What's up? <laughs> Good to be back. Episode three. Great to be back. Yeah. I, I, it, it, you know, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect to be going to getting that sniff from yeah, the Valley. I'm, I'm still feeling the sting. It hasn't hurt any less since three o'clock on Saturday. You know, we knew Indiana State was probably going to be the more tougher game, but to lose both to Indiana State and Murray State, just not a great start to conference play, but just got to rebound and keep going forward. Uh, yeah. yeah, they definitely have to rebound. That Both games, not, not great rebounding, uh, especially yeah. on offensive side. Hey, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna focus on that though, right? We're it's done no, no, and over, all over with, guys. Done and over with. You know there is, the, you know. So, like I said, how are we gonna finish out this non-con in December, right? So we've got some opportunities um, coming up. Uh, playing Akron next current game, they're one forty-one in the net. Uh, mm-hmm. You got Cleveland State, which we should be. I think we plan on going to, right, guys? We're still yeah, going we'll down to Peoria for that. Um, like we like we were saying, Indiana State, that was our first game. The boys, the get-up boys, we went down there for the first time. Peoria, good old Carver Arena. And we, we even though we lost, we enjoyed that that Indiana State game in Carver. So we've got Cleveland State two Fridays. So we only have one game or one game this week. And it's yeah. um, Tuesday yep, the... against uh, Akron. The Braves have a ten-game break starting Wednesday. Uh, they their next game after that will be at December fifteenth. Yep. So. And so after Cleveland State, we we follow with the Cane, which would be a which would it's going to be a quality win. They're currently ninety-one in the net, mm-hmm. um, and they're playing good basketball right now. That's probably the 
the only besides that, we have SIUE, which is 253 in the net, and Truman State, who's D2. So, I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a key game there against Decane and, and kind of making a statement again. Can we reclaim <laughs> our spot back in the MVC like we thought we had? Yeah. Yeah, they they can't let these two losses get them down too much for sure. Uh, they I feel like Akron's going to be a very good bounce back game. Um, Akron's a, not a terrible program, but uh, these are the kind of teams that Bradley has historically beaten up on. So, mm. um, just the get right game against Akron, uh, Cleveland State should also be easy, uh, and then after that, just lock in for Duquesne. You got a ten ten game break. It'll be it'll be they'll be all good. No, ten game break before Cleveland State. We mm-hmm. we we clearly can't take anyone for granted though after that Murray State loss and and a loss at home, which does not happen. So kind of gotta take each game one at a time and and really look at those scouting reports. Wardle Bargain and Foster got some some tape to be running and hopefully they find out a way to win and they figure that out in practice as well. Yeah, um, and credit credit to Indiana State. Uh that they definitely look like the best team in the Valley right now. I think it's fair to say that at this point in the season, uh, seven and one. Um, well, 22 in the net right now too. So yeah. I keep, I keep referring to the net. If you don't know what the net is, that's pretty much what the NCAA committee uses um, for March madness. So they go back to that. That's like, I know a lot of people have heard of probably the Kempom. Um Kempom isn't the thing anymore. It's the net that they've been using recently. Um, is kind of the higher stake of that, and Indiana State is 22 right now. Which so. means, if they're 22, that means they'd be looking potentially at an at-large bid if this were to stay the same to the end of the season, which would make the Valley a potential two-bid conference, given well, anything can really happen in Arch. If you if you look at it that way, too, and I know a lot of things happen, there's a lot of conference winners and stuff like that, um, but you UIC's 52 and Drake's 56. So that's technically based on the net. You mm-hmm. have, you know, three Missouri Valley teams yeah. <laughs> making the uh, making the tournament. So yeah, and hopefully this it'll it'll all come down to if that can stay the same throughout the course of the conference season, uh, which I think probably won't, given how tough the Valley is to play, uh, especially on the road. So. Hopefully, Indiana State can keep on cruising. Um, rising tide lifts all boats. I'm happy to see other programs in the Valley, um, besides Illinois State, um, start to build up and um, make us all better. It l- raises the competition level uh, and gets them ready for more higher-profile games. You know, I kind of want to – I was just thinking about this. So, I kind of want to take a, take a step away from kind of the net rankings and stuff like that. I was – Thinking about when we were at the game, and um, we we went to if you if you're Brad, if you're Bradley uh, alum or you go to Bradley currently and you're listening to us right now, um, there's a there's a a restaurant called the Field House. You guys love it. Yeah. Jake loves it. <laughs> great place. Great place. Hey, how do you, how do you want that cooked? <laughs> Fries. <laughs> so um. Yeah, so we went there after the Indiana State game, and we saw a uh, a there's there's these things called Bradley Superfans. Um, mm-hmm. They're pretty much like forty year old guys that are extremely obsessed with Bradley basketball even more than us. 
Um, and so there's like a there's a whole group of them. They once have made rankings of who's the biggest super fans before. Um, but there's one specifically. I wish that this I'm not gonna say names because that would be bogus, but I wish these super fans, these Bradley super fans, would stop tweeting false narratives about the Bradley fans. Um he tweeted <laughs> Jay or Luke, what was the what was the tweet? specifically that he tweeted uh um, keep talking i'll pull it up so he's just he's 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 tweeting for clicks and it just annoys yeah. me that like you know he gets a lot of attention on on social media because his takes are so absurd and this this one kind of just just bothered me and i wish i wish i had it specifically and luke's looking it up right now but it just these this this mm, it just really bothered me and i i want i want to i want to it had something to do with booze i'll never support anyone that boos this team period he's serious about it (laughs) okay we were all three of us were at the game right there were no booze there were no booze no booze there were there were maybe a few booze for bad calls yeah that was the only time you heard them there was and, no booing for the there team. Could, there was no booing at halftime when we were down 19. There was no booing. And there could have been, for all we know. Um, maybe we missed it. Uh, maybe we were out we of were our seats. Yeah, we were. We couldn't hear the whole stadium. It was packed. But if there were boos, there were maybe two to five people out of <laughs> no. a crowd of probably four thousand, five thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. Like, why is if he's such a Bradley super fan? Why is he trying to make the Bradley fan base, who collectively is pretty, pretty dang good? Mm-hmm. Which I, I will, I will say too. I love seeing the student section filled this year. We didn't yeah. see that when we went there, so that was nice to see. But why is he making them out to be villains? Like, why? He just he loves the clicks, I guess. But yeah, right. I don't know. The only time you over really get booze there is if it's a bad call or anything like. This it, these fans aren't ones to like boo players off the court or even if they're down nineteen at the half like it just doesn't make sense and it's just an outlandish take from them. We should start the narrative that it was Indiana State fans that were booing. Have <laughs> Yeah, the, even if the, it's not it, true. Yeah, those were false. <laughs> those were no. They what yeah, is yeah. true. I saw them. They they planted yeah, they, they were booing them. all around the stadium and they were booing Bradley trying to make mm-hmm. us look bad. That was exciting though. I I did like the little homecoming for Jason Kent, which if you guys listen all the way through, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a good old interview with uh, former Brave Jason Kent later on today. So look out for that later in the pod as well. So. As we mentioned, we started 0-2 this that week, uh, our first two losses of the season. But I gotta remind I had to remind myself this so many times this week because I was so ticked off. I really was. Just ticked off. Good teams lose. You, you gotta you gotta hope that they learn from these two losses and just keep rolling. Don't let this get them too down. But respond yeah, to it. You can't come out to Akron. Yeah. Ohio. And not respond in a different way. You know what I mean? Like, figure Mm -hmm. something out. Figure out your defense. What did you practice? What did you practice Sunday, Monday? Okay, how were walkthroughs? Right? Because they do walkthroughs day of game. Or is everything 
to the T? Are you not taking anything for granted? Were you taking things for granted before? I hope they looked at themselves and said, hey, we got to fix something. Maybe uh, spend some few hours at the new LeBron <laughs> Museum in Akron. Uh, oh. Get some inspiration. See what greatness looks like. Take that into the game. No, but they, they really do have a great stretch here to kind of respond from those two tough losses and the little taste of conference play. I mean, the really tough games, Duquesne. And so hopefully they can kind of at least take four out of five, hopefully five out of five, and really just bounce back before they hit in the conference play. Yeah, I think you, I think you got to win all five. And mm. I know that's a lot to ask for, but I think you got to. There's no one – Based on the net, based on wins, based on records, there's no one really that you should be scared of. Yeah. No one that we shouldn't shouldn't beat. I don't know. Truman State, they're kind of scary. I guess you never know. D2 schools, <laughs> right? Yeah, but so good teams lose. And, and this, this, week was, <laughs> this week was a memo for it. Yeah. It was especially Saturday. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take you guys through. I'm just gonna list off a bunch of them, but it it because that's how many there were. So Auburn wasn't ranked, but Auburn lost 64-69 to Appalachian State. Southern beat number 21 ranked Mississippi State 60-59. to UNC Wilmington beat ranked number 12 Kentucky 80-73. to Georgia Tech, conference play. Remember I said conference is different. Georgia yeah. Tech beat number 7 Duke 72-68. Drexel, you'll, you'll find this one as a theme. Drexel beat Villanova, number 18 Villanova, 57-55. Number three goes down in Marquette to Wisconsin, 75-64. And Zach Eady and company at number one, Purdue. Thank you, boo-booey, boo-booey, with the W, 92-88. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just – it's proven that these are teams, Marquette, Purdue, uh, Kentucky – those are all tournament teams, right? Yeah. Um, so you're gonna Duke lose, and, and yep, Duke, right? So a, a lot of those big name schools like Purdue, Duke, um, they lost because they had one of those random conference games, and like we said, conference is different, especially in the Missouri Valley. It goes crazy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Anything else to add on that? Yeah, I mean, Bradley is a top-tier team. If you We're in the same company as losing to Duke and Purdue <laughs> in one week. I mean, <laughs> well, the be, like you man. said, the best the best teams lose, and Bradley is one of the best teams. Yeah, I mean, Bradley did – I didn't give you guys an update on this. Bradley did drop to 90. So yeah. they're the, they the fifth-ranked MVC team in the net right now. So – Hey, room to improve, right? Mm -hmm. hey, I I do hate to see though that like ISU is ahead of us in the in the conference right now. We're dead last at zero and two. They're at two and zero. That, that's Who's, gonna change. That's gonna change. Who's ISU play? Uh, they played UIC. UIC's fifty two right now. I know that. So they beat a decent team. <laughs> So up next, we have a great interview uh, that Peter did with Jason Kent, uh, current Indiana State Sycamore and former Bradley Brave. Uh, so, yeah, enjoy. So we're here with Indiana State guard slash forward, uh, former two-year player at Bradley, uh, Bradley Brave. 
Um, now transferred over to Indiana State. Uh, if you just want to say hello to the to the listeners. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, like you said, I'm Jay Kent, guard for here at Indiana State. Uh, went to Bradley for two years, and now I'm at Indiana State for two years. Not gonna lie, Jason, I hated. I hated that you left, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. I hated it. Um, so, you know, you played. You played. Played Bradley last year, but you didn't really get a chance to come back to Carver Arena. Um, so what did that mean to you coming and playing again in Carver again? And was it kind of like a revenge game for you? Um, you know, I haven't played in Carver since February of like 2002. So it, it was fun, you know, playing back in Carver and playing back in front of the, uh, you know, the fans of Bradley. But I didn't see it as a revenge game. You know, I saw it as another game. But, you know, it, it kind of held a little different because, you know, I played there, you know. Yeah. It was a, it was, I was looking forward to it, but I didn't take it as a revenge game. I just took it as another game because at the end of the day, all games are games. And it just happened to be a game where I played at the school I played at. And it was fun, you know, playing against, playing against the crowd this time. You know, I got to see what it's like <laughs> playing against the crowd. Yeah, I used to play with it. So, but it was, it was a good atmosphere. It was a fun time. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, you kind of balled out, too. You went efficient, 6 of 8 um, from the field, scoring 13 points and 11 rebounds. So you, double, you, had, a, you had a double-double. So after the game, I was like, man, that that's pretty sick. So I know you mentioned that it was just another game, but I know you kind of came in um, with Darius and you came in with Connor. And I know you guys, you and Connor used to used to room on the road a lot as well. So what was it like to see those guys again? Were there any trash talking at all between you guys? <laughs> um, I really, I really get to get a chance to, you know, talk to Connor Linky, but, you know, playing against Darius, it was fun. It wasn't really no trash talking, you know, it was just, you know, good, good, some good runs up and down, but it was fun. You know, I'm happy for those guys. Very happy for Darius. You know, he's playing very well. He's uh, stepped to a big role and he's responded to his role. And, you know, I believe he's going to have a very successful season this year and, and just keep pushing up. And I know Connor Linky, when he gets his chance, he's going to, step into the limelight and show what he can do. And it was good seeing the guys that play against us, you know, being able to play with them for the past two years of my uh, college career was a good experience. And now I get to see the guys develop from, you know, from the other side, you know, it gave them a good chance to, you know, see the guys grow and see the guys play. It was very, it was very fun. Awesome. And I know Darius likes to talk. That's why I want to make sure you wasn't talking any, talking any shit to you. <laughs> He treated you right, uh, you right homecoming, right? <laughs> yeah, right homecoming. It was fun, man. We uh, we talked here and there when we could. You know, we talked at the jump ball. I talked at the free throw line. You know, talked when the ref uh, when they reviewed the play. You know, I talked to Darius and he was like, "Yeah, it was out on me." But he's like, "The difference was, you know, I stood there for a second longer." So you know, they gave us the ball. He was like, "Yeah, you got it, man." But you know, it's all love between us. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you guys still kind of had that that uh that relationship together. Um, and I know I mentioned earlier I hated that that you left, and part of that reason was because you kind of treated us. I was man, you know, I was a manager. You kind of treated us managers different than kind of some of the other players did, and you kind of, um, you know, you kind of made a point to you know talk to us, right? And that's something that like our role you don't really get used to, and. So and it kind of seems like you're doing that same thing at Indiana State, and I saw that you were you were at the manager games yesterday, and 
So why is the relationships with managers so important to you? Uh, you know, it's super important. Like, you know, they don't get a lot of credit that they deserve, you know, with the hustle that they do, with the practices and, you know, stuff like that. And I believe, you know, for us to be a successful team, you know, you got to show love to everybody, like the managers, the coaches, the DAs, the practice players, even even the facility people. You know, you got to build those relationships because without them, we wouldn't be who we are. And I believe that managers play a big role. You know, they sacrifice their time to come rebound and, you know, help help us with workouts and be at games and travel, you know. They're a part of the team. They're, they're not just there for uh, excuse me, first, but shits and giggles, you know. Yeah. They're a part of the team. And at the end of the day, if we win a championship, they're getting rings too, you know. So they're part of the family, and we should always include, you know, those managers are part of the family. You know, I, I love to do a relationship because, you know, at the end of the day, they're they're part of the team, you know. So without them, we would be who we are today. Yeah, I guess on behalf of the Bradley uh, managers, thanks, man. <laughs> I just, I just remember, yeah, I remember um, when I think it was the UNI trip, and I, I think uh, it was you know that year that we did the series where we went for a weekend, we played two games down there, and I think it was me and Cody, and we we were doing room checks, you know, going in. They're like, yeah, we're all here, we're all here, and then we got to your room, and you and Connor were like, oh, dude, you guys got to come in here. It was like that Wizards game where. They were yeah. down by like double digits. Um, and they ended up winning with like there was like forty seconds left, down by like ten, and we just stayed yeah, in the room and just hung out. Like it was Yeah, just... I know the exact game. It was playing they was playing the uh the Warriors. They was playing the Warriors. I remember that game because KD turned it over and Brad Beal hit the three. I remember that game. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I sent you guys I saw that on a reel and I sent you and Connor that I'm like, dude. I remember this. Like I remember watching yes. this at you and I. So yes, yeah, that's man. just I'll always remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of kind of going back to that, the you know the Bradley loss. You guys got the W at our place. Um, what did you guys kind of? What was kind of your plan for us? Because you know, as you probably know, we don't lose often at home, and because our fan base, you know, we got a good fan base. So what did you guys? kind of come out what did you guys want to do to us to come out what was the game plan uh well you know we we knew we knew Bradley was a really good team and they're a very very hard team to beat you know they only lost one game at home last year you know so tip tip our hats to them because that's like one of the hardest hardest play to play in the valley so we came in with the mindset of we just want to come in and compete at the highest level you know Give them, give them our game so we can make it a game. And, you know, we want to cover there and potentially be a team that can say, you know, we we beat Bradley at their, at their home facility. They're very – it's a very hard place to be because not a lot of teams can do what we did at Bradley respectfully, you know, with the fan base and the atmosphere. It's, it's very hard. From experience of, one, playing with Bradley and now playing against yeah. it, it's, it is a very hard atmosphere. And, we just wanted to come and give them the best game we could because we know they're the top dogs, you know. Everybody's chasing what they had last year. We're trying to chase – we try to uh, chase them, you know, chase them because they're the top dogs because we want to be the top dogs. So we had to come in and play our hearts out. Yeah, you guys sure played like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, you gave like that nine, 19 – down 19 at half. I was like, this game's over. This game's over. You guys were shooting lights out. Like over fifty percent from three. That's insane, and obviously your contribution as well. 
Um, and I know you kind of, you kind of like throughout this whole interview, you've talked about team, you've talked about other people. Um, but I kind of, I kind of want to talk about you for a second. Um, so you, you know, last year was your first year at Indiana state. Um, and you didn't get many minutes. Um, but this year you're, you're in that starting lineup and you're getting those key minutes. You're getting over 20, 20 minutes a game and you're making that huge contribution. I believe you're averaging almost 15 points a game this year. So, um, what has contributed most to this big transition and the success and what kind of kept you in the headset that, Hey, I'm going to get that starting spot next year. Um, you know, like you said, I didn't get a lot of playing time last year, you know, coming from a new system, coming to a new system from the old system I was at, you know, I had to find out what my game would best fit for this system, you know, you know, I was so keen, though. I want to be a shooter. I want to be a shooter. I want to be a shooter. But, you know, as I as I look back on my career, you know, I've gained weight. I put on muscle. I've gotten taller. You know, my skill sets have developed more and changed. And, you know, I just realized that instead of me focused on what I could do, put pressure on myself, what I can, why not be successful at what I can do? You know, I took it as a learning experience, you know. You got to, you know, you got to take a step up in, in my career and, you know, find out what's going to have me be successful, you know, especially after the season. I talked to coach. We sat down and, you know, this year it was, you know, be the best version I can be, you know, to help us win. You know, that's grabbing 10 boards a game and that's what I got to do to win. And, you know, I take pride in that. And be a, we, got, we got a lot of guys who are all ball scorers, you know, so we can have you know, at least one guy who can score without the ball. You know, it's going to benefit us in the long run. So, you know, I took pride in being a guy who can score without the ball and, you know, do what the team needs at the end of the day because I personally, last year was a, a awakening call, you know, and I wanted to be a guy that could take those big steps and fill those big roles after we lost, you know, Cam Henry, Kavasi Evacully, Cooper Nice, you know, Trent Gibson, Cave and Knight, all our seniors who played those big minutes. So, you know, I took it upon myself to, you know, it was time for me to take a big step and just focus on the best college career I can have. You know, don't don't look forward towards pro. Don't look forward to overseas. Don't look forward to none of that. Just focus on the day-to-day success and the day-to-day uh, contribution I can give to this team because this team is really fun to play with. And I really – and I feel like my game gets better each time I play with these guys, and I really enjoy playing with them. Good man. It looks like you're having a lot of fun out there. And I, I noticed that you said you, you kind of – put yourself into that role. I want to say this out of the eight shots that you took, seven of those came from offensive rebounds or something because <laughs> it didn't, it didn't, you didn't take many jump shots, which, which was the part of your game that I really loved back in Bradley. I, I always said that guys got a guys got a shot and um, it, it's just, you know, I bet it was probably hard for you to kind of, you know, go to that transition. Stuff, yeah. So, it it was hard, but you know, it's it's in my repertoire. Like the shooting will always be in the repertoire, but you know, I take it as I've added more to my score. You know, I don't need to just be a jump shooter to score. You know, rebound, get you know, get like two four points. You know, cutting, get you know, it just adds to the repertoire. And when I need to, you know, knock down a shot, I can at the ability I know I can. And I think I saw your your dad was at the game. Am I right? Right behind your guys' bench. Yeah, yeah, mom, I, dad, and uh, girlfriend. 
I saw, I saw, I definitely saw Dad jumping up and down a lot, clapping a lot. <laughs> you know, he's he's easy to point out. I think he got onto the court at one point. I'm pretty sure, but uh, it seems like family is kind of like a a big aspect of your life is family. Um, and so, what what have they kind of? And I know your sister plays at LSU, and you you seem like you have a really good good relationship with her as well, based on your TikToks that you guys got together. So. What has kind of this transition and this success been related to family? What have they done for you? Um, you know, they they pushed me, you know, being with them and both my mother and father father, you know, told me just continue to trust the process and you know, they said just put your faith in God, you know. So with me putting my faith in God, I was able to, you know, follow his path that he set for me and you know, with the support they've given me. And, you know, it was time for me to show what I could do. You know, it was time for me to find out who I am as a player, you know, not please what they want, please what I want and what's best for the team. But with them, you know, they've, they've seen me go through all my ups and downs and, you know, just to see them, you know, continue to support through all my ups and downs and even all my successes, you know, it's a blessing to have. Awesome. You got to have that supporting cast around you, right? <laughs> God's too. God's too. <laughs> um, and you mentioned earlier about your professional, and you don't want to think about that. But have you have have you even thought about like, are you going to come back next year? Or what's what's your thoughts on on next year, if you have any? Um, I definitely have my COVID year. Uh, I'm definitely thinking of coming back. That's the main goal because I want to get my master's. I want to get my master's paid for, so I'm definitely going to take my fifth year. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. I guess you play more. Yeah. <laughs> guess you play more. Don't uh don't beat us too much though. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming for you. We're coming back. We're coming to Terre Haute. We're coming to Terre Haute. We're gonna we're gonna take over. <laughs> nah, I'm just messing. For sure. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna end on um this is last question. Um what was your favorite memory as a Bradley Brave? I, you know, I know you're a Sycamore now, but what was your favorite memory in those first two years of your college career? Oh, first two years, yeah. first my greatest memory. Okay, I got, I got quite a few, but I will narrow it down to two. One off the top of my head was my first, my first bucket as a college player. You know, playing in that uh, Xavier Thanksgiving shootout. My freshman year, you know, yeah. uh, I never forget it. I was on the, I got subbed in with like five, five, six minutes left in the game. We was playing Oakland, and uh, I got in, and Terry Roberts told not Terry, Terry Nolan told me to stay on the wing. He threw it to me first. I threw it to the uh, corner. He threw it back. I threw it up top to Terry, and Terry Jones kicked it to me, and I shot it. And just the feeling of me scoring my first bucket as a college player, being at Bradley was just an amazing feeling. You know, I really, it really, took, like, it really awoke me. Like, I'm in college playing Division One basketball at Bradley University at the time. And then my second greatest memory uh, was when we, uh, when we won our, uh, Christmas tournament in uh, El Paso, Texas. That was that was another great memory I could say because that's my first like college championship I have 
under my belt, you know, playing with playing uh, with Bradley and winning that tournament. So those are probably my two best memories of the Brave. Was that the uh, we beat UTEP? Was that the yeah yeah yep. UTEP at UTEP? Yep. I wasn't I wasn't at that one, but I was I was at the the Cincinnati like little tournament with Xavier and I remember that. I remember and you definitely did like the little point that you always yeah. did. You always did that. Like you <laughs> Yeah, that's that's awesome. I re- I remember that bucket as you were describing. I was like, "Yep, I remember that now." <laughs> so that's awesome. Well, I'm going to let you go, man. I I just want to say thank you so much. Like this means this means a lot to me. And this means a lot to my buddies too. So um, you're awesome. Thanks for being awesome. Continue to be awesome. And thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it, Pete. Anytime, man. You know, your family, bro. You know, you were there from when I was, I stepped on the campus and you and I always had your back, even when I step off the campus, you know, your family. So I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, you know, come on your, your podcast and, you know, talk to you, answer some questions. You know, I'm glad I was able to help you and your buddy. So, you know, Whatever you need, bro. You just know I got your back through thick and thin. I appreciate that. I might hit you up for that that next game then. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you, man. Like, for real. Thank you so much. Anytime, my guy. I wanted to do um, a new segment on the Get Up podcast. Um, It's kind of just uh, a history segment based on since Bradley is such a historical program and they've, they've had such great success in the past. We thought it might be a good idea to kind of give you guys a hint, a blast from the past, all right? So um, we kind of thought it would be a good little start off to this segment. We don't have a name for it yet, so if you guys want to help us out and come up with a a segment name for this, we'd greatly appreciate it. Let us know. Um, So we we decided to start off this segment, this history segment, with Marcellus Somerville. Um, The reason why we kind of decided to do Marcellus Somerville is because he is so predominant in the Peoria area still, and he's a homegrown guy who is still very active in the Peoria area. Um, so um, one thing that this guy's got and why we think he's so awesome and so dedicated to this Peoria area is because he's got this academy called Next Generation Academy. Um, so he he started this a few years back. Um and it's a it's essentially just it started off as just a camp in the summer um in Peoria and you know obviously it was led by Marcellus um during his his professional off season and, and stuff and as he he's kind of nearing more and more with this next generation ac- academy he wants to go full time and expand it not just from a camp but to a full time youth program um, organization that includes training like he had before, but clinics, 3v3 league camps, AAU teams, and a top 250 elite exposure showcase. So if you don't, if you're not familiar with the AAU programs and stuff, uh, AAU programs is essentially like a travel league um, for little league and for high school. And you go to these showcases where you can pretty much you get scouted and you get these D1 offers. And so that's kind of his his goal for this next generation academy for the Peoria area. Peoria is actually very well known for their basketball history. If you've heard of Sean Livingston, Sean Livingston came from Peoria as well, Manual High School specifically. So he kind of wants to bring that back to Peoria and bring back that long history of Peoria basketball. Um, So Next Gen Academy is also directly uh, correlated with his 
is actually his foundation. So Mar Marcellus Somerville, uh, he founded a foundation called the Marcellus Somerville Foundation. This was founded in 2014. Um, so kind of like his about statement or his mission statement, uh, he's saying as a member of Peoria, Illinois community, uh, he shares a deep commitment to this, this city. Um, he wants to give back and he has founders that join forces to create an organization that brings students together um, to educate, inspire and empower them to channel their energy from a common goal. Um, he wants to make a difference in the world through education and basketball. Um, he's like around the Peoria area known for how much he does for this community and it shows with this foundation. So he has an annual program which provides educational workshops, uniforms and basketball clinics. Um, as long as, as well as backpacks filled with school supplies and fresh start to the school year for all students. So he's committed to athletics for students, but he's also committed to make sure that these Peoria City kids get to school and they have the supplies to get to school. Um, so that's just why I think it's awesome. And I think he's a great person to kind of highlight in something like this, because a lot of people don't realize that. He does so much for this community, and he gives so much to this community. Um, he's more than just a basketball player. He's more than just a basketball player that took a Sweet 16 Bradley team in in 2006, which we will get to right now, his uh, st statistics. Yeah, obviously a great person in the Peoria community, but also a great basketball player for Bradley as well during his three-year career. Obviously, I was part of that 06 run, the Sweet 16, as Peter just mentioned, but averaging 16.2 points per game, 1.9 offensive rebounds, and 5.3 defensive rebounds, minus it on the glass, almost averaging a steal game at 0.8, and then averaging a block every two games at 0.5, and shot 42% from, uh, from the field goal, or from the field and uh 77 uh, from the line so obviously great free throw shooter uh and then you got first team all mvc in 0304 and 04 and 05 second team all mvc in 05 and 06 and then obviously 2006 all mvc tourney team with anthony Tolliver, who played for creighton homegrown guy and just really uh impacted that bradley team and also as peter had mentioned previously He's really big in the community, also part of like the the Peoria Friendship House. And when I was working with the Peoria Chiefs, uh, one of the day, one of our games, they had a a fundraiser. So he came to pick up all the tickets. And at first, I, I'm just looking at him like he's obviously a big guy. And I was like, and they said his name was Marcellus. I was like, Marcellus, they can't be Marcellus Somerville. And sure enough, it was. But he just couldn't have been more nice. I mean, we had a conversation for about 30 minutes just talking about, like, his professional, like, basketball career and Bradley and how much, like, he cares about, like, giving back to, like, the community and everything. We had uh, a big packet of, like, Oreos in our box office, and he was like – he asked if he could have some Oreos, and he was like, no, I shouldn't. But we ended up giving him the Oreos and just a really great guy and really <laughs> – Really enjoyed getting to meet him and obviously a Peoria legend. All right, that wraps up um, our segment this week, our segments this week. Thank you guys for listening. And we are closing out for the pot, the Get Up podcast this week. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank uh, you. Thank we'll have another episode out probably in a few days after this is uploaded. Mm -hmm. So be on the lookout for that. Um, thank you for listening.
Yeah, great episode three. Season's gonna end on a double doink. Uh, you should pack your things and go. Are you sure? Sounds right. Uh, uh, I said, are you strong? They said, I'm strong if you strong. I said, we strong, man.